Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Most profound theological thought in the hymn that you have just sung. The angels are still singing. Still through the cloving skies they come with peaceful wings unfurled. And still their heavenly music floats o'er all this weary world. The angels are still singing. His name was Michelangelo, the great artist. If you go through Rome, Italy, you cannot help but come home with a great uh, knowledge of Michelangelo that you did not have otherwise. There was a day when he was painting, and a visitor came to watch him paint, and the visitor went away for a week's time, and then he come back. And when he came back, he looked at the painting on the canvas, and he said, have you been sick? I don't notice any difference in the seven days since last I was here. Have you not painted anything in this time? And Michelangelo looked at him, and he, he said, I've been working on this painting day and night since the moment you were here. And the man said, I see no change in the canvas. What in the world have you been working on? And Michelangelo beckoned him over to the painting. And he said, do you see the finger on this character in the painting? I spent eight hours on the finger of the character in this painting. And then he pointed to a little girl, 12 years of age, in the painting. And he said, you see the earlobe on the girl? I spent six hours working on the earlobe of that 12-year-old girl. And then he pointed to an older lady and he said, you see the wrinkles by this lady's eyes? I spent six hours on the one wrinkle by this lady's eyes. And the man said to the great artist Michelangelo, are you out of your mind? Why would you waste time on such trifles? And the great painter responded, trifles are perfection and perfection is no trifle. Trifles make for perfection, and perfection is no trifle. First Corinthians one twenty five. The foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. The foolishness of God. How foolish is God himself? to send an angel choir to the ones that he sent them to, shepherds, lower-class shepherds, who tend sheep that will end up as sacrifices in the temple in Jerusalem on the Day of Atonement. Angels to shepherds. How foolish is God? There are many famous men in Palestine at the time of Jesus' birth. You had profound scholars like Gamaliel in great universities there in Alexandria, Egypt. Why didn't the angels come to Gamaliel and sing their song and perhaps change his life forever? There were great kings at that time, some of the mightiest kings this world has ever seen. Why didn't he send the angels to King Herod and try and get his attention and change his entire outlook on life? There were ascetics who lived in the desert 
giving themselves completely and totally to religious exercise. Why didn't the angels come to the ascetics out there in the desert? Caesar Augustus lived at that time. He was 60 years old when Jesus was born. And of every king and emperor who has ever existed on this planet, he covered more territory. He owned more domain than any human being has ever lived. Why didn't the angels come to Caesar Augustus? They appear to simple shepherds. The ears of the greatest men did not hear the news. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. God in his wisdom didn't send the angels to that group. He sends them to shepherds. I suppose that Lydia mentioned in the letter to the Philippians, I suppose that Lydia might have been 12, 13 years of age at the time when the angel Gabriel came. Dear Lydia, the first Christian convert in Europe, the founder with all of her money, the founder of the first Christian church in the continent of Europe. Lydia, the seller of purple, the one who took the purple dye, famous all around the world in that region around Macedonia, Thessalonica, and Philippi. And she makes an empire out of that. Huge mansion she lives in when she becomes a Christian. She opens up her house, and that's where the Christians gather. And when it comes time to build a church in Philippi, it's her money that supplies. And when St. Paul leaves Philippi, goes on other missionary journeys, it's her money that carries him as far as the kingdom carries him. Why not Lydia? Why did not the angel come to Lydia? And make this pronouncement, out of your womb shall come the Christ child. It's a poor virgin named Mary. And why not a famous man to be her husband? Why a young carpenter named Joseph? There's a verse in the Bible that caught my attention strongly as I worked on this message. 1 Corinthians 1.27 God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Do you remember what the scribes and Pharisees said about the disciples? They said of them, these are ignorant, unlearned men. We have studied all of our life. These are unlearned, ignorant men. Where did they get this wisdom and power? How can such things be? And then they made a little comment. After that statement, they said, we know these men have been with Jesus. We know these men have been touched by the babe of Bethlehem. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Who does he pick as his disciples? Simon the Zealots, tax collectors, fishermen. Where are the scribes and Pharisees? Why didn't he pick one scribe? Why didn't he pick one Sadducee? Why didn't he pick some learned men instead of what are described as ignorant men? God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are. What is weaker than a blind man named Bartimaeus? What is weaker than a leper? What is weaker than a man who has not walked since he was born? What is weaker than an individual possessed by a demon? 
And yet with each of these individuals, God comes. And he's always in the work of transforming the ordinary and making it extraordinary. And all of a sudden, Bartimaeus finds his name in the Bible for all of the centuries to come. Foolishness of God choosing the weak things of the world. 35 miracles recorded, John 20, verse 30. 35 miracles recorded, and each one of them recorded, so that you might believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And then it says, not just the foolish things, but and not just the weak things, but the base things of the world, and the things which are despised by others, to bring to naught the things that are. The base things of the world. You know what they said about Jesus? Why does he spend time with the prostitutes, the tax collectors, and the sinners? Why does he spend time with them? And yet it's his story amongst those individuals that blares forth in the pages of the Bible. Did he ignore the mighty? No, there was Zacchaeus. And by the time he was through with Zacchaeus, we had the same thing happen to Zacchaeus as happened to Martimaeus, the lepers, the thief on the cross. By the time he spent some moments with Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus' life is transformed. How foolish can Zacchaeus be? He's touched by Jesus. He spends some minutes with him, and he comes out of the house making a declaration, half of what I have I'll give to the poor. And if I cheated anyone out of anything, I'll pay it back fourfold. The foolishness of God. He uses little people to do big tasks. If you are the shareholders of God's company, you have them fired. If you and I were the shareholders of God's company, we'd ask him to take a hike. I mean, what other person would look at a 15-year-old boy named David who is so scrawny that he can't move when he's got the armor on? I mean, who else would choose a little boy named David to fight against Goliath? You think God would go to the West Point of the day, pick the top graduate, the guy with the biggest biceps, and send him out against Goliath? If you were shareholders in God's kingdom, you have them fired. That's who he uses, David, to defeat Goliath. There's a guy named Gideon. He's out in the field. He's so terrified of the Midianites that he hides behind his wine press, tries to bury himself down in the ground so the Midianites can't see him. And God comes walking. God says, I've chosen you. And he says, chosen me for what? He says, you're going to lead the people against the Midianite army. And when he had uh, 3,000, 5,000, 6,000, God said, that's too much. He whittles it down to 300 people against a mighty Midianite army. The foolishness of God. She was a little girl, five, six years of age. She was stolen from her parents. The Assyrian army came marching through. They burned down the town. They took this girl from her parents and they brought her into captivity. 
When Naaman, the most powerful warrior of that age, the leader of the army of Syria, when he contracts leprosy, that girl, ripped away from her parents, goes to the wife of Naaman, Second Kings 5, and says to her, God can save your husband. That little girl should hate him more than any person on planet Earth. She goes to the wife and says, Tell your husband to go to Elisha, and Elisha can save his life. The foolishness of God. One of the greatest stories in the Bible, a thief dying on the cross next to Jesus. Let's make the story plain. Let's make it very clear that when he started hanging next to Jesus, he was cursing him and mocking him. Let's make that plain because then the foolishness is even stronger. By the time this man has spent some minutes with Jesus and heard him say, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they do. This thief on the cross says to Jesus, I believe in you. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. The stories in the Bible. He chooses the foolish things, the base things to bring forth his glory. I told you now that in the hymn that you just sang, the second verse says the angels are still singing. The angels are still singing. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior. The angels are still singing. Drew, our contemporary worship leader, he was supposed to be here at 3 o'clock. He called me a day and a half ago. He said, Paul, I've got COVID. I'm not going to be there. Compounded by the fact that for the last three weeks, his wife has been in the hospital, one test after another, trying to figure out what is going wrong. And the baby inside of her, so fearful that that child. And in the midst of this nightmare that has occurred, as I go up there and talk with Drew and Ryan, as I talk with him on the phone every other day, he says to me, God has never been so more clear in my life than now. And all my wife and I do is we talk about what we're learning about God through all of this nightmare. Similar to what Connie and I went through some 17 years ago. The foolishness of God to allow Satan to bring such evil into our lives. And then by the time God is through with that evil, we see him with eyes that we've never seen him before. The angels are still singing to Drew and to his wife at Northwestern Hospital. They are still singing. What Christmas is it for you? I do this every year. What Christmas is it for you? Kevin, three years ago, pancreatic cancer. And he's sitting here on Christmas Eve where he hasn't been here in 11 months, but he is not going to miss Christmas Eve. Because the angels are still singing to Kevin. 
In the midst of this pancreatic cancer, the angels are still singing, Kevin, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Is it one of those nightmare Christmases? Is it one of those Christmases Connie and I said so many years ago, we wish it wasn't even happening. We wish it wasn't happening. But the angels were still singing as we were making those. The angels were still singing unto you, the strands, unto you, you plug in your name, unto you is born this day in the city of David. There were people this afternoon who've lost loved ones this past year, first Christmas without them. And they were here. Why were they here? Because the angels were singing unto you as well. I did 45 funerals this year. Some of them members, many of them not members. 45 funerals. Every time I did a funeral, whether it was here or in a funeral home somewhere on the south side, every time I did a funeral, I said, the angels are singing Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Your loved one still lives. You are not saying goodbye to them on this day. You are saying until we see you again, because the angels have sung. And is it a Christmas that you will remember forever? Because it's the first Christmas with your baby. Or the first Christmas with a grandchild. Or the first Christmas where the cancer has been in remission for five years and you're pretty well certain it's gone. Well, the angels are singing. and That is what makes it so incredible. Eight years you've been trying to get pregnant and the pregnancy happened. Pregnancy just happened. Do you see the angels singing or do you think it was just time for your luck to change? Now the angels are singing. Your house was going to be foreclosed on. You got a blue envelope in the mail. You don't know who sent it, but there was $2,000 in it. Did you think it was just fate or fortune, or did you hear the angels singing? Jillian was here at 3 o'clock. Her husband just went through open-heart surgery. A miracle occurred when the doctors went in there and they, they saw it wasn't as damaged nearly as they thought it was. They just had to do a little bit of tweaking. The angels were singing. They still sing. Do you hear them? Do you hear them? And do you realize it's them? Time to close. Nine gifts coming your way to transform your life. If you opened up one gift, your life would be transformed. If you opened up all nine, oh my goodness, the nine gifts from the babe of Bethlehem, love, joy. For those of you who always have a negative attitude, love, joy, peace, for those of you who wake up in the morning with a knot in your stomach because you know COVID's going to be in the news or a shooting someplace, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Nine gifts for you to unwrap 
Spirit brings you. And the only reason he brings you the gifts is to give you peace and for you to do what the shepherds did. When any of those nine gifts are in you, you'll be very prone to join the angels in singing to anyone you know. Let me tell you about God. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you how he's invaded my life circumstances. Let me tell you how he might be able to do that for you. On this Christmas Eve, the angels are still singing, and they will to the last day this earth stands. In our Savior's name, amen. Would you rise for a moment as we pray? So it wasn't just to the shepherds, Lord. It was to every one of your children who have ever walked this planet, including us here present, those listening online. You sing to us all the time. You have in the year 2021. How many times did you sing? How many times did we say, that had to have been God, there's no other explanation. How many times did you sing this year? And how many times did we hear the song and give you praise and then be bold enough to share that event with someone else? Keep us close to you, Lord. Never a moment we do not realize your presence, your peace, and your strength. In our Savior's name, amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.